0: Welcome everyone to the Apocalypse Podcast. I'm Steve. He is... Larry. Yeah, he's Larry, folks. (laughs) And you know, that's a darn good thing to be. I've been several things in my life, like a garbage collector. I worked on a mink mink farm, but I was never a Larry. (laughs) (laughs) Or or a Daryl. Or a Daryl, that's right. If if you're old enough to remember that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Or my, uh, other brother, or my other brother, Daryl. Or my other brother, Daryl, which is, <laughs> if you haven't looked it up, folks, Bob Newhart, funniest man in comedy, I think, personally. Oh, oh yes. But Larry, not only are we funny, but we're actually going to talk about Second Peter today, right?
1: Very, yes, yes, we are. And um, <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: and, and it's the second version of Peter. It's Peter 2.0. Yeah, yeah this
1: is... <laughs> Yeah, he wrote the first one and then thought, I better write another one to really to really improve upon the first. <laughs> right. um, actually, so we're talking, we're talking about the second book of Peter, and my, my wife, Lynn, asked me, she said, you know, why are you talking about the second book of Peter? Why not first Peter? And I said, well, because second Peter is apocalyptic. It has an apocalyptic section, which ties it into Revelation a little bit. Yeah. And first Peter doesn't do that. Now, just so you know, Steve, like I've been working on this book of Peter, on Peter, which I gave up when I lost stuff in Into the Cloud. (laughs) I think I can find it again, but I'm I'm way too lazy for that. Um, um, So most scholars, uh, most uh, non-evangelical scholars, uh, more liberal scholars, we would say, would not think that Peter, the Apostle Peter, wrote either book of Peter. Oh, and then and then most scholars, right across the board, would question if if Peter wrote the second book of Peter. Hmm. So some would think that Peter wrote none of this. But just just when you're talking about that, you got to know too that um, that th- there's going to be people who don't think anybody wrote anything, right? <laughs> yeah. Like all the Pauline apostles, they question they question them all whether Paul actually wrote. Them. And and so they do the same with Peter. Now the reason they think that that Second Peter might not have been written by Peter. Now, by the way, it wasn't modern scholars weren't the first. Origin questioned it. Oh. Now uh, I think Origin. What was Origin? I want to. I'm going to look here. Oh, about 185. Okay. Right. Okay. And then Eusebius also he he questioned it. He he actually said it was one of the questionable books. Oh. Yeah. And he was about 265. Okay. Right. And, and so, so modern scholars, they look at it. Usually what they do is they look at the language of Peter and they say that if they accept that first Peter was written by Peter, they say the language is very different in second Peter. Mm, mm, And it's odd because I remember one of my friends in college, uh, his name was Scott Darter, And he was just learning Greek. So he was in a second year of Greek at the time. And he went, man, Peter has a big vocabulary for a fisherman you know, Mm, mm. and, and that's the type of thing they say. Is the, is the Greek too good to belong to a, a Galilean fisherman, you know? Right. Um, but when you come to Second Peter, they just say the language is very different than First Peter. Okay. Then, of course, First Peter was likely um, co-written. Hmm. Um, and so now I forgot the name of the guy that co-wrote it with him. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> one, one of the other guys we talked about. Oh, Silas. They think that maybe Stylus had was wrote it with Peter,
0: or, okay. or okay. Peter
1: dictated it. Yeah. Oftentimes in those days, people dictated to to a secretary, which the Greek the the term was amanuensis. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I guess secretaries felt you know very highly about themselves, so they used a fairly large word. <laughs> <clears throat> and and the oddity of that is what that calls into question is um, was the author inspired or was the secretary inspired mm-hmm. and really none of that matters. But if you're, if you're big on verbal plenary inspiration, then all <laughs> of that does make a difference.
0: You, you so all you, of uh, Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those verbal plenary guys have ran into a slight problem at that point.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the same for, um, is it, it was Jeremiah who was, had Barack Barak mm-hmm. did his writing for him remember with lamentations and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, so anyway, anyway, so people people generally don't think that that Peter wrote this. Now, I am going to be fine with this being written by Peter. And to accept Peter's authorship of this does have an effect because if you don't think that Peter wrote it, you can put the date of this at any point in time. Okay. Right? But if you if you think that Peter wrote it, then you've got to put the date of this book before the death of Nero or before, not the death of Nero, before the death of Peter, and the, because um, he died under Nero's reign. So so he would have, um, Peter died somewhere, you know, around 68. So this would be between 65 and 68. Mm. At one time, I thought 62. Uh, the, you know, in, in the crazy drug haze days of the 60s. <laughs> <clears throat>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> so, so, um You know um so and when was when was woodstock woodstock was 69
0: 68 or 69 was it so this would be more along the lines of when you know when the beatles were hitting it big with the big yellow submarine
1: and peter peter um you know and peter and paul and yeah um you know mary mary (laughs) and Ringo, Peter and John, Paul and John. Not, nothing so good is coming from where we're, we're getting. We're, 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 we're basically falling apart. Go ahead and read this thing. Okay. Uh, and we'll start doing So So I am still going to say this was written by Simon Peter, okay. probably because he starts it by saying Simon Peter. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, and there are other pieces in here that make me think that this could very well, um, verse 16, 17 sounds so much like Peter. Okay, and I, so I'm going to accept the, the pet-trying authorship of this. Oh, look at you go. <laughs> and we're going to go from there. And if you don't accept it, it's okay. It doesn't really change the, the value of the book. Yep. Okay. Okay,
0: Folks, we're going to read Second Peter, chapter 1. I'm going to go from 1 to probably 11, because it kind of makes sense to break it up there. Yeah. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who through the righteousness of our God and the Savior of Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours. Grace and peace to you be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these, He has given us His very great and precious promises so that the so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities increasing measure, you will keep, They will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. You will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus
1: Christ. Oh that's a lot, eh Steve? yeah, but good yeah and still very basic so this is a this is an epistle this is a letter and in in true form of a letter um, during this period of time, uh the author identifies himself to begin with mm-hmm. and he identifies himself as Simon Peter and then he says, I'm a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, right yeah. So, so he just tells you who he is he belongs to Jesus to those who are right to those who through the righteousness of God and the Savior Jesus have received the faith as precious as ours hmm. so he says so his audience is um, now these are general epistles and we always say that his audience were was was Christians in general so he didn't have hmm. a it wasn't a specific group of Christians that he was writing to yeah. it was Christians in general okay God and p- grace and peace. That's very, very normal, right? Mm-hmm. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ, our Lord. So that is just a basic way of saying, you know, it's Pete. I'm writing to the Christians and, you know, I just, I just hope that it goes well with you um, hope everything's going good. That's what he's saying to them. Okay. Then he goes on and he, then he starts to, then he, then he builds up the next section. Um, so it's the introduction, the hello, and now now, this is what I want for you and he hasn't really got to the thesis of his letter yet, but he's saying, you know his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge in him, and I still think that that he's not trying to to say anything specific yet. I really think he's just doing the general mm-hmm. you know you know the the hey guys. Like, I just hope everything's wonderful with you. Right. You know, if if you have God's power in you, then you're going to be able to live a godly life. And through these, he has given us great and precious promises so that through them we can participate in the divine nature. So he says, God's given you what you need to live like him, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: to be godly in your lives. He's given you everything you need to be godly. Mm -hmm. And we've escaped the corruption of the world that that evil desires cause. When we became Christians, um, the the stuff of the world um, was we were we were removed from that. Mm-hmm. That's something that Lynn and I talk a little bit about. Uh, it's about um, in these days, you know, in in with all of the stuff that's going on in our lives and in the world around us. I, I we we say, I wonder how people do that without God. Mm. I wonder i wonder how you look at the stuff that's going on in the world and have to depend upon yourself for this right right see remember i choose to blame god for all the stuff that's happening to me <laughs> 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 i am your faithful servant and you stuck me in this place for yeah, this that's, time. Right. that's right that's right
0: why yeah you're very, very Jonah-type moment.
1: <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. Why why have you done this? Why, oh God? Why me, God? Yeah, why that's be... right. But but I still have God that I can say, I actually, you know, I do think, you know, a lot of it is my own stupidity. But I do think that God God has placed me in his leading. And um, and in the end, that's the kind of thing that gives you peace. Mm, mm. Right? Peace, love, and joy. Okay. okay. Means peace and love. Wanna make something out of it? I still I watched a movie where he's wearing the peace sign and somebody says, What does that mean? He said, It means peace and love. You want to make something out of it? But, uh, you know, or honk if you love Jesus, and the guy honks and he gives you the fist. <laughs> Must have been his wife's car. So um but but that's the kind of thing he's just he's just saying that, right? If, mm. You know, if you're a Christian, then you've got these things on your side. And and i don't want to be too glib about it because it's not glib to know that that as that we that we share and we participate in god's nature that's mm-hmm. that's not glib that's 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 quite a serious thing to say to people mm-hmm. yeah and we've escaped the corruption of the world and you know we we always ride the edge of it you and i but um, <laughs> but we've actually <laughs> but we've actually escaped it <laughs> for this very reason i make every effort um with your faith. Now now he does this weird little thing here. He says, add to your faith goodness, right? Hmm. So 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 be good. And to your goodness, knowledge. So learn stuff. And to your knowledge, self-control. Ah, okay. So be in control of of, of the things you do. Paul talks about that often too, right? Hmm. Be in control of, of your activities, be in control of your body, be in control of your mind. Hmm. Um and to your self-control perseverance. And perseverance now is he's preparing that thing that Christians like to, to to take the hard things in life and and, and make your way through them, mm. right? Okay. You, when you're going through hell, keep on going. Mm-hmm. And to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love, mm. and that's that's one of those things. So so then he says, care about each other. Mm. So 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 work on your own control, persevere learn and care about each other Hmm. right and to mutual affection love and then 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 you know to your mutual affection you know build that until you actually love each other right right very much what all the scripture writers say and yet very difficult to do i think Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah
0: so is there any intentionality about his layering of this bud
1: well we would have to say he's it's intentional but what do you? What exactly are you referring to? Well, is
0: he kind of saying here's kind of the progression of things of as you as you go through, you know, to faith, goodness, to goodness, knowledge, you know, all these types of things that you keep building on, almost like you're on the the journey of salvation.
1: So this is the this is the twelve step plan, and kind these of. steps are, and the, yeah, I you and I are probably not. Big fans of 12 steps
0: <laughs> no no and, and five than...
1: step if it's a four or five step plan <laughs> yeah. i can do it well twelve, yeah. 12 is too many yeah too many can I, yeah.
0: can I can i do it in half an hour <laughs> yeah that's right
1: that's right do i have to have one step for every one of the disciples like yeah. is that is that always necessary yeah. yeah yeah so so then it would be but he's saying add to your faith goodness i'm not sure steve i'm not sure if if faith comes before goodness comes before knowledge comes before self-control i'm mm. not sure mm. I'm not sure if if the could you could you say have faith and add to that knowledge and add to that goodness and add to that self control. Mm-hmm. The the last mm-hmm. one's kind of you need right yeah. self control that that helps you with your perseverance and your godliness. But I don't know I don't know if they have to be like that. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, but they're all pieces that 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 we should have. So so you know there you go. I got nothing.
0: <laughs> it's not good.
1: Yeah, yeah. So for this very reason he says that. And then he says, um, Now where are we? Oh, yeah, because he 'cause he almost says the same thing again. For this very reason, make every effort, didn't he? Oh no, that's the thing we just read, isn't it? Yeah. Now now we're down at eight. Oh, I'm so sorry, man. I'm so no, sorry. Don't worry about I got it, lost it's there. It's all good. Because <laughs> I looked up I looked up into three and I saw goodness again and I thought, Well, where did we go? <laughs> For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, you'll keep from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he's basically saying, keep learning about about Christ. Keep learning about Christ. In our age, we would say, read your Bible. Mm. In his age, um, they didn't have it, right? They didn't have the New Testament.
0: Okay.
1: Unless unless he's selling his own book. Yeah. 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 That word. That we're in the process of reading. Yeah, Doing a yeah. tour
0: of the late night talk shows. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they've been cleansed from past sins. So he says, if you're not increasing in your knowledge of Jesus, if you're not increasing in your affection for each other, if you're not able to persevere, then then you are forgetting what God has done for you mm. through Jesus Christ. Mm. So he's really telling them to hang in there through tough times, I right, think. Right, right. Therefore my brothers and sisters make every effort to confirm your calling and election. This is something weird. Make every effort to confirm your calling and election. Now if you go to other scriptures you find out that those he loved like he called and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Those he called and 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 you've got those pieces together and election for some people is is very much a predestination type term. Right? That you were elected before the world began, you were elected. And there's that, there's that whole argument of predestination versus free will. And, and so at that point, I always like to use, I think it was, it was John Wesley. They said one week he would preach about free will as if God had nothing to do with what you do in your lives. Hmm. And the next week he would preach about, um, sovereignty as if you had nothing, no choice in the matter. (laughs) Right. And really both of those things are there because what he says here is he talks about about your election, right? So so God choosing you, but then he says for if you do these things you'll never stumble and you'll receive the rich and welcome and be welcome into the eternal kingdom. So he kind of first says that it's God who calls you and chooses you. And then he says and if you hang in there, you'll be a part of the kingdom of God. Hmm. <laughs> right? which we want to be very careful about because there's whole churches that that don't believe that you have to hang in there in order to make it into the kingdom of right. God right they and and they have very good scriptures like we just said about the John Wesley thing they have very good scriptures to show that God is the one who saves you and he keeps you
0: mm-hmm. yeah okay
1: Oh, I'm trying to I'm trying to scroll down. <laughs> well done.
0: Why is it moving the opposite way I want it to move? Um, uh, <clears throat> all right, folks, so picking it up at verse 12 now. So I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth that you now have. I think it is right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body. Because I know. I will soon be put aside, as our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. And I will make every effort to see that after my departure, you will always be able to remember these things. For we did not follow cleverly devised stories when we told you about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in power, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. He received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory, saying, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven when we were with him on that sacred mountain. We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable. And you will do well to pay attention to it as a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things for prophecy never had its origin in the human will but prophets though human spoke from god as they were carried along by the holy spirit
1: so there there you go so he says um i just want i'm going to continue to remind you of this stuff <clears> the <throat> stuff that i just told you about about moving ahead in christ i'm going to continue as long as this is kind of an interesting thing too. He says, "I live as long as I live in the tent of this body." Paul Paul talked that way too, right? About about living mm-hmm. living in this in this um, decaying body or this tent. He right. does that in in Corinthians. These remember? jars
0: of clay, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And in Corinthians, he ta- actually talks about Second um, Corinthians. He talks about being being in this tent and, I, I, and being a, in this body, and I long to be out of this body and be with the Lord. But as long as I'm in this body. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to you guys. So these guys all had a very clear sense that um, that this life was not the end. Hmm. Okay. You know that this this thing that's you know rotting away on some, but just getting stronger and better and, and more beautiful on me. Um, <clears throat> um, <laughs> you weren't I, expecting that, were you? I, I I didn't see that coming. No. <laughs> no 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 no. That's because. You
0: know, no one ever sees the Spanish Inquisition coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, that's a bad reference. A bad if
1: you give me a totally innocent man in three days, I will prove him guilty. Yeah, that was part of the Spanish Inquisition that's or something right. like that. That's right. Anyway, he says because I know that I will soon be put aside. Now, this is this is the stuff that makes you think that Peter actually wrote this. I know that I will soon be put aside, as Jesus has made clear to me. And do you remember where Jesus made that clear to Peter? Was um, in John 21, when he took Peter aside and he, and he took him for a walk, right? Mm-hmm. And um, this was after the, you know, do you love me, do you love me stuff. Later on, he took Peter for a walk and he talked to him. And he, and he told him about the death that he, would, that he would suffer, right? Okay. Yeah. And John said, well, and Peter says, what about John? He points to John and Jesus says, oh, if he lives till I come, what's that to you? Right. So then John says, so many people thought I would live until Jesus returned. But Jesus didn't say that. Jesus said, if he lives, do I come? Um, what is that to you? You have to follow me. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the beautiful things where, where Jesus says to his servant, um, you're my servant, and I will do with you as I please. It's not your business what I do with one of my other servants. Mm-hmm. And really important, if we could not look at each other and say, you know, how come they're all doing so well and, and, you know, you're being so hard on me. Right, right. Yeah. And so, so Peter, at that point, was told by Jesus, this is how you're going to die. And here he says, I'm going to soon die, which Jesus made very clear to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was actually, if, if the stories are true, the, the stories go that, um, that Nero, Nero was nuts. Mm-hmm. And and people were leaving Rome. Actually, remember played his fiddle while Rome burned. I don't know how true that is, but but the the story goes that Peter was leaving Rome, and and somebody meets up with him, and that's where they say, um, Quo vadis? Quo vadis, Where where are you going?" And Peter says, "I'm getting out, man. Like like Nero's nuts. I'm getting out of here." And and he says, um, "You can't." And and he realizes it's Jesus talking to him. And he turns around, goes back into the city, and then gets crucified upside down. Mm. So, so when Peter says this, this doesn't that make it sound like this is a book by Peter himself, right? Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Because it makes that claim.
0: We heard him on that mountain, you know.
1: Yeah, and that's coming up right away, isn't it? Yeah. And I will make every effort after my departure so that you'll remember these things. So I'm going to keep harping on this stuff until I go, until <clears throat> yeah. you go. Gee, okay, I wish that guy would leave. For we did not follow cleverly devised stories uh, when we told you the coming of Jesus, but we were eyewitnesses. And again, Peter Peter was the eyewitness. And, you were, and just as you said, Steve, on the Mount of Transfiguration, mm-hmm. he received honor and glory. And the Father came and said in a majestic voice, this is my beloved, my son, with whom I'm well pleased. We heard that voice on the sacred mountain. And that was the Mount of Transfiguration. Right. Just exactly as you said. And Peter was there, and the other guys were there, and the angels were there. And uh, and wasn't it Peter who said, "Hey, we should build some tents and stay here"? <laughs> <Yeah>. Typical Peter. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Yeah. And we also have a prophetic message, something that's completely reliable. And you will be. You're going to do well to pay attention to this, as a light shining in the dark place until the dawn rises. So he just says. Then he talks about how important the prophecy is. You must understand that no prophecy ever came from the prophet's own interpretation or by human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from God and carried along by the Spirit. Mm. So he, he's putting himself in the place of the prophets, mm-hmm. actually,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, quite rightfully so. I don't think I would ever do that. And he, and he lived the life of a prophet, right? you know? And the death of a prophet too, actually. But they. Do. It's kind of it's kind of odd that all God's best people seem to die these horrible deaths. Yeah. yeah. yeah is. Isn't isn't that a weird thing? Well, but that's what Peter
0: means. There's hope for us, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> there is hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's too yeah. far. I'm sorry, folks. I'm sorry. I, I will
1: uh, die <laughs> yeah, of indigestion from of eating, but. <laughs>
0: but it is true right that that he does equate his, himself with that level of you know Jerusalem Jerusalem you know why did you kill every prophet
1: oh yeah oh yeah yeah i i think he does here i think he is doing that and and he's going to go on a little bit to talk um about new testament and old testament and ister- intertestamental prophets hmm. which is which is which is the next section which was why we chose this passage but right, yeah right here he totally sees himself as a prophet hmm. Mm -hmm. Which is which is kind of beautiful and very cool at the same time. Yeah. So that's it for today,
0: Stevie. Buddy, that was fantastic.
1: Well, thank you, folks. I I love I love
0: that somebody keeps going in behind you on your (laughs)
1: throwing (laughs) clothes
0: somewhere. That's that's right. That's right. Either. Either uh, my wife is is doing laundry or I'm actually getting to move out and I didn't know it. Um,
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. normally you're on the ground under the window when they're throwing the clothes out of the window. (laughs) That's
0: right, that's right. Looking up going, why? (laughs) What did I do? (laughs) (laughs) And actually every man knows what he's done. Um, (laughs) We all know what
1: we've done. You remember my favorite, um, my favorite boy band song is that it was the, the the perfect man song was actually written by a boy band i can't remember what they were called four doors down or something they're a british band okay and it's whatever i said whatever i did i didn't mean it i just want you back again oh i just want he you has back, good i want you back. i want you back yeah you remember that one do it yeah uh, and um and the thing that I liked best about, I yeah, because I thought it was Backstreet Boys or something, but it wasn't. It was somebody. It was a British boy band. It was yeah. uh, take that. Oh, take that was the name of the band. Okay, yeah. yeah. And um, th- the thing that I loved best is that 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 young man had no idea what he did wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, because truth be told, as men, if we were paying attention, we would have figured it out. But we weren't really paying attention because, you know,
1: hey. That's right. Like the one guy who says, when I'm driving down the road, my wife says, what do you think about? And I say, nothing. It's because I'm actually thinking about nothing. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's
0: right. That's right. Well, but that was fantastic. And Peter does pull us back, right? He tries to pull us back and say, hey, think about these things. These are the things of holiness we want you to pull back to and think about.
1: Weird. And it's an amazing thing but when because when you read about Peter in the Gospels, he seems like such a like an outspoken, brash person. Yeah. But this is a little later in his life, and and you know he's he's a different
0: man at this point. Yeah, he's a softer, right? He he he's been through a few things, and it has softened him considerably.
1: I wonder if that's true. Yeah, I wonder if that's a, the right way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, folks, we're so glad that you could be with us.
0: We hope that you enjoyed our a uh, start of our new journey through Second uh, Peter. And we'll look forward to just talking to you next week as we go through another episode of the Apocalyptic Podcast. Until then, I'm Steve, he's Larry, and this was the Apocalyptic Podcast.